Zanuck, the system was created by an organic intelligence body many millenniums ago and began attacking the human race. The Earth was thrown into turmoil with only one hope for salvation. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. And I'm Sean. I'm Sam. What? And welcome to a special... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, Sam is joining us remote via yeah. uh, pre-recorded tapes tonight. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, for real. That's amazing. He has recorded a, a large selection of tapes that... Uh, Do you just have this on like a soundboard? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Sam and I worked together on this when he was not able to make it to today's episode. But to everybody else at home, they have no idea what we're talking about because that's going to sound completely normal to them. Uh, I will include Sam's files directly right. into yeah, the right. track. Sam's here. They won't hear the yeah. crappy Mac, uh, MacBook Pro speakers out of my uh, microphone. Okay. Right, yeah. Sam's but guys, what are, what are we talking about today? Zantac. We're talking about Xanax. Xanax. Z- uh, yeah, Xanax was like, that's what I immediately thought of when I thought of this game, because I kept spelling it with an X at the end, but then I realized Xanax actually starts with the X in the, the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Lil Xan. Yeah. But we don't have any experience with Xanax. No, right? No, of see, course not. You yeah. told me, you told me Zanak because I just asked you. I didn't, I didn't look. I was like, "What are we playing this week?" And you said Zanak, and I looked back, and I was like, "You know what? I'll just remember which one that sounds like a medication, and then I'll look <laughs> right. back and I looked through. And I was like, okay, the only one nearby what we're playing is.' I Zanac. thought we were told to take some Xanax, and we we're just going to come in like you know. That's why you're so What are your thoughts on <laughs> yeah. Xanax? I just feel so good. This is this is an easy to find game though because it is one of just five games that starts with the letter Z. <laughs> Okay, like, and that's cheating too. If you consider Zelda Two to not have the Legend of in front of it, Zelda Two counts because technically on the box it never says the Legend of, unlike the first one, which does say. Because this one's real. The first one was a legend. This one's (laughs) this one happened. This though, yeah, the first one is actually just the fairy tale from the second game that was like relayed on. Right, it's just weird that it came first. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I think before we go any further into Zanak, without even talking about what it is, let's do some first impressions, Sean. Um, so Zanak to me, uh, was, I, I did not like this game the first time I played it. I, I was, I, w- I was very underwhelmed and I just thought it was too hard for its own good. And even while, even though it was hard, it was just bland. And then I played it a second time and I actually had a lot of fun. Like I, I started to learn what the numbers meant when you get upgrades and I started to find my favorites and I had a good time with them. So I I had this reaction. I think I've had this reaction to other shmups that we've and played before. Ta- oh, 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 sorry. Go no. on, Sam. Sorry. No, sorry, I don't no, 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 sorry Sam. He's, he's speaking out of order. <laughs> okay. He's speaking out of order. <laughs> oh, go on, digital Sam. Um, no, I think I've had this reaction to other things, too, that uh, my my initial thought was like, come on. Like, I don't want to play another shmup. Like, and it's kind of unfair because usually when I think that, I end up like liking it more than I, more than my initial thought, which I, which I did – but this one never captivated me so much. I mean, I think I'm just, I'll be honest, like, I'm not a shmup guy in the first place, and I'm just kind of burnt out on these things. Like, we've, we've played so many of them. Like, uh, that's that's my initial thought. But I, it did it did bring itself back a little bit, and it wasn't as bad as I initially thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, Sam? So my initial impression was pretty much just, oh, hey, I can shoot in all directions. That's kind of cool. 
and then I don't really know if it went downhill from there or just kind of stayed on the same hill or just kind of circled the hill, but we were on that hill for a while. Okay. And I don't know if Sam uh, played the right game. <laughs> was anybody else able to shoot uh, it all? Yeah, yeah, it's with the B. Yeah, it's your yeah, initial yeah, yeah. like power up before you get a power yeah. up. Yeah. No, now I I don't know why I forgot that. Like that's like something that like this game. It would game... be weird though for him to use that as his primary fire. Right. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's B this... button, right? Yeah. yeah, it's the B yeah. button and like this game offers that to you, but it doesn't necessarily like Come in, well, I guess it does kind of come into play right off the bat because yeah. there's those. Yeah. But we'll get into that. I, I'll yeah. just do my first impressions. Yeah. Uh, my first impression of this game is that it's very, very fast. Yeah, uh, yes. things were scrolling at like light speed. Yeah. The music came in hot, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like all of a sudden true. in the title screen, it's like one of the most energetic tracks we've had so far. And then there's like these numbers floating all over the place in the game. And I was like, "What are those?" So I went to the manual, and it turns out they're power ups. And I'm like. Wow, power ups are like all over the place in this yeah. game. They are in no short abundance. Like they're everywhere. Yeah. I guess we're gonna get. Since speaking of the manual, we'll talk about it a little bit. And uh, guys, there is a long story in the manual, and I believe Sam has a little something prepared for this. <laughs> oh so no, it's not worth talking about, Sam. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go into the deep lore of Zanuck. <sighs> okay, so in the manual, this is what it says: the Zanuck story is. First, it was probably a tiny dot. A few thousand years later, it grew gigantic enough to cover the whole universe. The system created by an organic intelligence... The system created by an organic intelligence body a long time ago was still active even after the organic intelligence body perished. The system had a purpose, giving wisdom to those who opened the icon properly, and giving punishment of ruin to those who opened it improperly and... Personally, I think that's a little bit harsh. Because, you know, how do you gain more wisdom if not by failure, you know? But anyway, one day, someone opened the icon improperly. The system started operation and started attacking them. Then, they opened it properly. The icon ordered the system to suspend the the attack. The system, however, ignored this order and became a slaughter device. The human beings who opened the icon fell into crisis... The attack from the system overwhelmed the offensive power of human beings. When they were about to perish, there was one hope. The system is basically a strategic machine and is equipped for fighting against a multitude. If a single object confronts the system by itself, the system might not be able to cope with it effectively. It was a risky gamble, yet it carried out in hope of success. Yet it was carried out in hope of success. They produced the fighter model AFX. 6502 Zanuck, which took off to begin fighting alone against the system. And I don't know, but that that just doesn't seem right to me. Like, you're just one guy against the system. It's meant to destroy tons of ships, so surely it can't destroy one ship. Logic aside, Sam, uh, I, th- I think one thing that I noticed as you were reading off that script was just, you pronounce Zanuck as the word, but you just said AFX. You didn't say affix. Well, like, <laughs> okay. there's no vowels in there. You know? it, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe it's like now I'm interpreting Z-A-N-A-C. it as, as yeah, is yeah. Zanuck just Z A N A C? Well, I, I had a lot of like thoughts about this, this intro because I went to read the manual thinking like, I'm going to read the manual this time. And then like after I read this, I was like, I'm not reading this whole damn manual. <laughs> <laughs> but I read this and I was like, 
first of all, my first thought was this doesn't seem like it was written by someone who expected anyone to like have to read it. Like they just have all these like letters in here. Some of it, like some of the way the wording is, is a little weird. Like it doesn't seem like regular sentences. But also, I thought this is actually one of the first times that explain why you're one guy against like an entire you know whatever you want to call the system army yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And that's why Sam, don't respond if you agree. <laughs> uh, but. All the games that where you're just one man against an army, like you can't just you can't just uh, criticize this one. You have to criticize every yeah, game. At least this one that. gave a, ch- a try to explain it. Yeah, but that that was one thing I was like, oh, I respect that. But but that's all. Mm-hmm. That's a good thought. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yes, Sam. <laughs> so, I, I mean, like getting outside of the story, though. Does any of that matter? No, it doesn't. Right? Like, no. like in Schoon, they at least set up, like like we did that radio drama right. at that time, at least they set up, like, the understanding of, like, why the, those, like, nine people are, like, yeah, you know, my submarine right. can only save nine people. Yeah. This they explained is, a concept in the game. Right. This is literally just, like, one of those things that would, like, roll before a Star Wars movie starts, you know, where it's just, right. like, you but know, like, But it's also, like, a little bit text. of a ramble. Like, even the first sentence. First, it was probably a tiny dot. Like, they don't even know. They're just, no, they're just no. guessing. Okay, that, that is a, that's a, that's a storytelling flair. Sure, it's just a, sure. it's just a bad story. Okay. The, also, don't forget the classic line, the system started operation and started attacking them, then they opened it properly. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, well, what what is it? Like, and they then opened they it opened it, it improperly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, they opened it improperly, then they get attacked, and then they're somehow able to open it properly. Well, it's like, they close it again, like a, like a, frig- like a fridge. Okay. They open <laughs> I, it wrong. I think that's the only thing I can think of that you yeah. open and then have to You're close like, it If again. you jerk open a fridge, you might, like, pull some stuff out, and, and then, like, you close it again, and then you open it properly. Right. Right. So I, I think we've done enough talking about the manual. Uh, unfortunately, the manual doesn't really, like, you know, do much else in terms of like other than explaining how the game works. It doesn't take any other fun, like storytelling elements for it. Can I say one more thing yeah. about the manual though? Please. It, it does claim that this game, uh, that this game changes based on the way you play it. Like, like this, they say that they used artificial intelligence, <laughs> the to, ALC, yeah, the ALC to to allow the game to adapt based on like how much you're shooting. And I don't know how much I believe that, but I think it I think it exists. It's right. no, it's just but, like, not, it's as not like, noticeable as it, or yeah. like yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that later for sure. Yeah. That, that's a big right. discussion because it's actually like the selling point of the game, believe it or not, is like there's this whole section on the box where it's just like this exclusive power play feature Xanax ALC automatic level of difficulty control in case like uh, you just you know so many people just shorthand yeah. automatic level of difficulty control to ALC <laughs> that was like must have been an 80s thing right. so I think people like you do, know like in other games right no I'm just oh. okay. like, nobody <laughs> and, like, did level that. of difficulty is like what is that one word like, there's no D in there it's not ALDC <laughs> right right difficulty control that was interesting right. I didn't pick up on that yeah. it is the ALDC right maybe they were the afraid. ALDS yeah, I think they were afraid either the ALDS or the ACDC were going right, to sue them, yes. so they chose not to go that route. But I think we should start talking about gameplay, because we haven't really even described what this game is. We kind of gave hints that it's a shmup, yeah. and that it's not much different from the shmups we've been playing. But, uh, Sean, you want to maybe like walk us through like a little bit of the objective and gameplay? Sure. So, so like your objective in this game, like in any shmup, is to shoot stuff before it shoots you. Uh, it's a vertical scrolling shooter, so... You are not. This isn't. Um, you're. Not, you're. It's not like you're going to go horizontally. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is this? An old, another game, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you go up as you would, 
um, and you shoot stuff as you do, and you pick up power ups as you would, and you you you, you shoot fortresses at the end of levels, and there's like ten levels. Well, that's the big yeah. sell, right? The big the big yeah. sell of the gameplay structure is is that there's these fortresses that you have to take down, and the understanding that I got at least is that. You can move on if you don't destroy the fortresses in time. You have you can, to. It forces you to. Yeah, you yeah. can move yeah. on. But like the, the problem is is that now apparently the game is harder because you did not defeat the fortress. And it's weird because I see the this ALC or ALDS, whatever. Uh, <laughs> ALC. ALC. I, I thought that was just a way to make the game easier for people that weren't good at it. And so like a lot of adjustive difficulties in modern games where it's sort of it re- realizes that you're having a hard time, so it makes it a little bit easier. But it, it has parts where it gets easier if you do poorly, but also times where it gets harder because you do poorly. So I'm not really sure what yeah. they were what they were going for with this. And, and I'll be honest, I didn't really notice any time. Like I couldn't tell you when it was getting easier, when it was getting harder, what my actions were really affecting. I'm sure it was affecting something, but it wasn't anything that like, well, you only have I would your, know. your playthrough exactly, to, to go exactly, by. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's kind of like a little bit of like that's a really cool thing. But like I'm not, I don't really feel like I'm experiencing that because I don't know what it would have been like if I weren't the You're one supposed to play it, it over like, and over yeah, again because we own this yeah, game. Yeah. But uh, we didn't play it that much, I guess. I, no, I, I think I played it enough to try a couple different things because it said, uh, you know, we'll get right into the, I guess, the artificial intelligence portion of the game because that's the cell. I, it said that a couple things determine how the AI adjusts to the difficulty. So it says that based on how much you shoot. So, like, rapidly pressing the fire button causes the difficulty to go up because you're kind of, like, just spamming, spamming. your fire okay, rate to yeah, like produce more enemies. Okay. <laughs> then they said that how uh, how many you're able to actually kill versus, like, how many you uh, miss affects the difficulty. In what and direction? The- Basically, the more the better you uh, the better you perform, the harder the game gets. Okay, so that so if, makes sense. If you stink at shooting at actually shooting down the enemies, the game kind of tries to dumb itself down. And then the last thing is the fortresses. That if you defeat the fortress, the idea is, is that the game will get a little bit easier for you. But that if you um, if you don't defeat the fortress, that basically like they were able to produce more troops, so the difficulty will get harder. That part isn't so much AI as just yeah, like progression switch. element. It's a, yeah. it's a switch mechanic, yeah. Yeah. And then I think there was something about like death, but that doesn't really like make sense. Like basically if the more you die, the easier the game gets. Like it kind of resets it back. But I think that's just like in terms of actual game over, not like death screens within right. the, within the actual right. game. It's just that of course it would always go back to zero. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a bunch of lives, uh, maybe it gets easier um, across those lives. I'm not sure. Yeah, and then and then, how did we feel about controlling the ship? I thought that while it was tight, like it definitely went right when I told it to go right, and vice versa, it was a little slow. Like what, the action on the screen is very fast, but your control of the of the fighter jet, whatever the the Zanac, um, is it feels a little sluggish to me. Yeah, there were definitely times where like I can see something coming at me, and I just. It's almost like I'm I'm pushing the button so hard, but even though that doesn't matter, but like just out of like uh, instinct, because I'm like, why isn't he moving faster than like fast enough to get out of the way? You know, and I, I keep getting hit by these things that I just don't have the actual speed to get out of the way of. Well, everyone knows that, Joe. <laughs> 
Wow, uh, that's so specific, Sam. I mean, you're sitting right here. And uh, and just to go off of that thought, too, with the slowness, it's that, well, I did like that when you control the ship, it kind of moves, like the yeah, wings move a, nice, a little bit. It's, it's a nice touch. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have to design those sprites, right. and there's certainly been other games like 1942 where everything's just completely static. Uh, other than that one move that you do the loop-de-loop right. for, but it doesn't even <laughs> right. look like a loop-de-loop, so whatever. Xanak earned that. But Xanak, it's weird that your ship is slow because, like I said, like I kind of said in my first impressions, this game is really fast. Like, you don't really have time to, like, lay back at the bottom of the screen, like in most shmups. You have to, like, you're kind of forced right. to move yeah, they, forward. They, they and push it to the corners. There's a little bit that, of an yeah. overload of, like, what's going on. Like, I, I don't, I'm, like, <laughs> trying to dodge two different things, and there's a third... You know, projectile coming at me that I didn't even notice that. That's me. the nature of bullet hells. I guess that's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's exactly. What... And Sean, that's a that's a key word there. Bullet hell. This is this is kind of our first example, yeah. and it's a very popular type of shmup. Actually, this isn't necessarily something that some people would frown upon. Yeah, I right. I do think that I remember when I was watching Schoon. I mean, I'm sorry, playing Schoon. Um, not Schoon. The the good one. Gradius. The other good one. Um, Stinger. Stinger. When I was playing Stinger, <laughs> sorry guys, when I was playing Stinger, I, I did feel like, oh wait, are we going more into bullet hell territory? Just because there were definitely a lot more bullets on screen, but no, I now that I've played this, this is, this is another further step towards that bullet hell genre, and um, I actually really liked it. Like, it, it's, you sort of get into that flow state. Um, where you're not really paying attention to, you're not, you're not mentally, I'm sorry, you're not directly paying attention to one specific thing at any given time. It's just, you're sort of getting into your instincts of where to go. Yeah. I never, I never really like, even though I, I say the game is fast and it's a bullet hell, like I didn't die that much more than I die in normal shmups. Yeah. Like a lot was happening, but I still like progressed fairly well and Mm -hmm. like i didn't feel like the targets were impossible but i i just felt like you know wow this is a lot to take in but it's not necessarily that multitasking problem that schoon had yeah where it was like it's expecting you to have a timer with a fuel and you got to do you got to catch those nine people and you got to defeat those sharks and you (laughs) you know it was it it was enough where it's still just like back to the roots of just blow up everything Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's like a nice variety of power-ups to kind of make sure that at one at any particular point you're not overwhelmed yeah, right. uh, by the enemy design. Did anyone else get the fake power-ups? There was this one time where I shot a six, which is the best one, I think, which is the one where you know you fire it, and if it hits something, then everything on the screen just is destroyed, which I, I don't know why you would pick one of the other ones when you have that one. But anyway, there was one time where I shot a six, and I went to go collect it, but instead of turning into a six, it turned into this weird little face and then kind of, I don't know if it laughed and went away or just kind of disappeared off the top of the screen. Did anyone else get that? Yes, Sam. I So I, first of all, I will say that I do 100% agree that six is just, for me at least, was by far the most useful thing, almost game-breakingly useful. Wrong. Um, okay, well, well, we'll hear about that. But I did get the face at one point, um, I, and I got the face, and, I, and a couple times I saw it and it went away, but then one time I shot it, and I grabbed it, and it's actually just like an extra life. Which, oh. I, there was no real... Maybe it was in the manual. I stopped reading the manual after that long story. But otherwise, there was no indication of what that... I thought it was an enemy. Okay. And then, Sean, in terms of power-ups, you seem to have a yeah, disagreement. you have a better power-up oh, yeah. than six? Um, well, first off, I will say that I did get the face. I didn't know what it did, but I just decided to touch it, and I could not... 
I did not know what happened. You touch mm-hmm. every face you see? I touch all the faces I see. <laughs> when, I, when I meet you, I'll touch your face. Okay. That's um, a threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in terms of the best uh, power-up, I will grant that six is good. I sure. like using six. But if you miss, then you can't use it for a while. And I know that it's hard to miss in certain circumstances. Right. But There's so much on the screen yeah, to hit. You but sometimes it does get kind right. of empty. That's true. It has happened a couple times. Um, I like. I don't know the number. But mm-hmm. it's the power up in which you get a like a power ball or like a lightning ball that just circles you at a very fast okay. rate. And I thought that that just worked as a pretty good like offensive shield because whenever I went near anybody, I just went near the target at a, at the radius of the of the circling thing, and I would just move around. If it, it, it gets rid of uh, projectiles, it gets rid of enemies, except for the the, the somehow invincible ones for a while. Um, yeah, it's a, it's tile two, which appears right yeah. at the start of the game. Yeah. So it's definitely the one that right. most people would be familiar with. And I, I'm actually looking at the stats now, and I'm actually shocked. Like, even at level zero for, for tile two, a shield will appear. Just for minutes. And can, yeah, it can sustain 50 hits. The very first power up in the game. Oh, that the you get, shield. Like, no, 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 not the shield. Yeah, the, the shield. Yeah, the shield is a different the, thing. The that, shield's like, good. That is a circle. That's a solid circle that stays on like the nose of your ship. Yeah, well, as a level zero, yeah, it does grow. It can sure. become like a full right. bubble. However, well, he's talking about it like two projectiles that circle around your ship, like oh, and the, kill things that like are anyway. Yeah. Like the circular a wide orb radius. thing. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah. yeah, it's like it's a, yellow, a lightning ball that goes at like four or something. Or I don't know the number. Yeah, yeah it's number three. Uh, three I'm looking at it now. I just have a cheat sheet in front of me here. But yeah, so that one, even at level zero of it, it's just one orb will circle around the ship. And then all the way to level four, two orbs will circle around the ship at a wider range, too. And it's a pretty wide yeah. range. So yeah. I, I like that right. power. I will say, too. yeah, that definitely was like another one that almost felt game breaking. Yeah. I still think for some, for some reason, I I prefer the, what, what, what was it, number six? Six. That was, yeah, the it nuke. was just like everything on the screen would disappear. Like maybe uh, can something hit you when you have the the circular one around you? Can they you can hit oh, like yeah. behind it, it, and stuff? Can, right? If it gets past the ball because right. it it right. is circling, it's not a right. uh, it's not a solid right. sphere. Right. Whereas six, I just felt safe. Like something gets close to me, I shoot it. Everything on the screen is gone. Yeah. And I just wait more, a couple more things. But if, come if up, you've got something, something coming from behind, yeah. then it's not going to do much for right. you. Right. But usually, at least yeah. from when I was playing, when something was coming from behind, there was at least. Anything in front. It doesn't even have to be an enemy. It just has to be a surface that you hit. Yeah. And then everything explodes, which seems almost like, almost like I loved it, but it almost seems like kind of bad game design to me. Where it's like, <laughs> but it's you like can too run, easy. you can run out of it. We need yeah, to talk yeah, about that's that. True, it's yeah. not like a, you get it and then it's like I'm set for the rest of the game. But you're set no for a while. Yes, it, you yeah. are set for I think like 15 executions. Of it, right. Like which is insane right. amount. Which it is like a really whole be level. Like four. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but I will just say because these numbers probably mean nothing to someone who hasn't played the game. I'm just going to say something controversial and say that these are some of the best power-ups we've seen in a shmup. They're probably too powerful, right. if we're being real. Like, as long as you collect power-ups in this game, you should fare pretty well. I think the that, right power-ups at the right time. Yeah, let's talk about the other ones, though, because okay. the other ones are not as good. Um, uh, I don't know. I kind of I don't mind laser. That's, which one's laser? That's tile five. That's the one that shoots the purple line. It's a See, I line. never got that one. It goes I didn't through that one everybody. Yeah. Goes, so, but, but okay, but then where's the one that it's sort of a a solid yellow ball that that goes out from your ship at a very slow rate 
and then just stays up there. And you can and it moves back and forth. No, right? no, there are oh, two okay. of them. There's gotcha. there's one that it's just it's always oh, right in front right, of your ship, yeah. and you can sort of finagle it so that it can smash things on the way, but you don't have any true control over right. this. Because what, what it does is it stays horizontally the same spot that you are. Yeah, it and stays right in front of you, in one spot, and uh, it, it sort of has like a predetermined path. And you can get some good hits in that way, but the fact that you can only use one at a time and it's in a useless spot for the majority of the time you're using it, uh, I didn't find it, it as useful as the, the the circling lightning or the nuke. And then there is the one that will sort of oscillate uh, in the same manner where it goes far away from you and then it either comes back or just stops. Yeah, yeah. The, it, it, well, the one that comes back to you is the second one that Sean right. was talking about, and that's called the rewinder. It's like a boomerang. It's a yeah, yellow right, ball that right. comes out and then it comes back. Right. So you and, control its horizontal mm-hmm. plane or whatever, yeah. And my problem with those is just the, the function of the power-ups is that it replaces your your shooter, so essentially, if you had the rewinder and were still able to fire normal bullets, I feel like these would be fine. Well, you are. For all of the power ups, I think yeah, you are. For, so always for the rewinder? Right. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. I, thought, I thought for the right. rewinder, you could only shoot out no, the, the giant no, ball. That would, but... You would just die. Okay. <laughs> yes, that, that was going <laughs> to be my point. But, but to be honest, for most of the power ups, not the rewinder, but for a lot of them, I just, I just stopped using the primary thing. And I was just, just like, I'll just hold both the... buttons down. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which made your difficulty harder, yeah, Sean. Yeah, true. Theoretically. Yeah. But there was. So what I'll say to what what you were saying about these being the best power ups, I think I agree that these are the best power-ups as me like oh i'm on a ship and i want to kill as many things these are the some of the strongest power-ups although there are some bad ones but i think i don't know i was getting kind of like a little bit of a feeling of like this is a little unbalanced like either i was just drowning or i was just destroying everything like if i had a good power-up i felt like i couldn't be touched and then if i didn't have a good power-up i felt like well this is like almost impossible well to your point it's like number six you know once you have that you can kind of chill out for like the next two minutes of the game yeah. and just right. be like, yeah, exactly. just use yeah. these whenever people show back up. And I also think that if you're going to give a, an actual like, qualitative, like, what's the best power-up? I would also say that the creativity of the power-up, the, the uniqueness of it should play into it. And, and I know it's not a unique power-up. It's in a lot of these shooters, but I always really liked the like the image of like when you get a duplicate um, fighter that mm-hmm. follows you. Right. I was like, I, I just think that looks cool on yeah. the screen. And I would say that that is better than half the power-ups in this game, but not in terms of raw power. And something we see with power-ups that we've seen in uh, both Gradius and in, um, I think it was Stinger, uh, is that... Th- Twin those- B, right? Oh, Stinger. Stinger. I'm Stinger. Yep, confused, Stinger, sorry. Yep. Twin B is the Japanese. You're right, you're yep. right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so what I think we saw in those games, definitely in Gradius, is that you stack power-ups. You know, yeah. you, you can't do that in this one. And so I, I wonder, like, you know, obviously we're already talking about it's it's uh, overpowered just having the power-ups alone, but which option do you prefer? Do you prefer it when you only have, like, one big power-up at a time, or do you prefer to continue to, like, spec out your ship and have, like, this almighty, powerful being? I think it really kind of depends on how the game's designed. Yeah. Because in this game, if you were stacking the power-ups, it would be not even a game. You'd be just watching your ship destroy everything <laughs> just because of the way – because the game's not designed for that. It doesn't seem like it is. Because you can't do that, right? You can't no. get more than one power. No, up. yeah. I, uh, I think that it, de- it depends on what you're going for with the game design, uh, just like Joe right. said. Um, it would. It's a lot more strategic to make it one at a time so that you will try and avoid other power-ups if you don't want them. Uh, because, yeah, now that you've got a new one, that original one is gone. Um, 
And I think if you're just going for the raw like adrenaline rush, then yeah, you should stack them. You should just make it a a, a light show. Right. But one problem that this game doesn't have that uh, an essential game like Gradius had was that there was a point in Gradius where we all kind of admitted if you die on level six, right, and then you have to like play through level six back to the bare minimum ship, you're you're in you know yeah. you're pretty much out right. of luck. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's right. going to be really hard to collect enough stuff to get enough power ups to get the ship back into a functioning order that's appropriate for level six. In this game. No matter what level you're on, 1 or 12, you're still able to always access power-ups. I, I did yeah. kind of notice that the power-ups didn't become as frequent yeah, in the later levels. Yeah, they give you a bunch of them in the beginning. But yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. You still have the opportunity to always go back to like, oh, there's that tile 6. I really want that. You know, I, I want to have the uh, the storm flash thing again. So you always have a chance to like, even if you die, once you start the level over, you have a chance to like get your ship back up to the appropriate levels. Right, right. And I, and I will say the only other thing that like helps I think with the balance of the power ups is the fact that sometimes it is a little challenging to get the power up you want because you don't have a ton of time once you see to that go like get it yeah, float up yeah you'll see like oh there's the six but I have like but I'm already kind of hurtling towards it and you have to hit it a few times before you kind of release it and are able to grab it so like if I wasn't kind of lined up or ready to line up to start shooting it as soon as I saw it I might miss the opportunity to get it got it. And then uh, Good. the last thing we need, to, <laughs> the last thing we need to talk about is the fortresses because they're they're kind of the bosses in this game. Yeah, if you can call it that, it's just it basically like the screen stops scrolling, which was a nice relief for my eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you have uh, this base or fortress depending on the level, and it has like an eyeball in the middle of it. Is, I guess they like look a hole? like eyeballs. Looks yeah. like an eyeball to me, but I couldn't tell for sure that yeah. the bases were sentient. You know, I right. just knew that they were. All of the stuff in this game just. They just look like stuff. They yeah, don't look it's, like, yeah like, it's like they, obstacles. They, yeah, they somehow, in, in some regards, look like other ships, but most of the time they don't. There were some creative solutions, though, like uh, two pieces of a ship that yeah. start in the yeah, sides like of the that, screen actually. and come cool, together yeah. to form one thing. It was nice to see something different than yeah, just ships right. attacking you, and specifically like things that might travel in different directions other than just, you know... Uh, up to down or yeah. left to right. Like, there right. was a bunch of different options. So I thought that was nice. But then those things show up plus the fortress, and I think you have, like, what, 60 seconds? It changes the It depends yeah. okay. on which level you're on. And so you have, like, a limited amount of time where you should basically be focusing on shooting the fortress, but you have to also take down all the enemies because otherwise you're more likely going to die. You don't have any access to power-ups within this part if you didn't right. already collect them. Is this like a is this a jarring thing considering how easy it was to get to that point and then all of a sudden the fortresses ramp up the difficulty? No, I think that this is how it should like that this was a, a good design choice. Uh you have your you have your run up where you prepare for the most part. And yeah, this is where it counts. This is where whatever you better have the right power up that you want. Uh, you had your opportunity. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't really know that the game was keeping track of whether or not I destroyed the fortress until you said it a few minutes ago. And I kind of just figured out pretty early on that like you can just not destroy the fortress and move on. And I just treated it as like, 
survive for 60 seconds because destroying the fortress and killing all the ships and avoiding them, I was like, that's too much for me. I'm just going to try and avoid these ships. You're like, missing do it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just, yeah, you're missing guess, those sweet high score points. Right. But you know how, that's the thing I've always said. I'm, I'm generally not a high score. No, like, I know. No, no, I'm sorry. We're self-admitted it. not yeah. high score people. Right. And that's just like, I think that that's normal, honestly. I think like if you didn't grow up in the arcade era, you probably, if you go back and play these older games, you probably don't yeah. care for your high score. Sure, but if you go into a... If you go into an obstacle like the fortress in any game, wouldn't you rather engage with the game? No, you're right, yeah. <laughs> but I felt like I was engaging enough just by dodging and shooting the enemies. Okay. Right? I was like, I guess I'm supposed to be killing this thing, but it's the game, it's, at least to my perspective, the game wasn't punishing me for not killing the fortress. So I was like, I'll just keep killing the I ships. Okay. And I thought that was almost like an option. Like there was, I didn't, I didn't understand my incentive to kill the fortress. From Joe's point of view, if you go, ha- if the whole goal is to get to the system. And destroy that thing. It'll just blow up the fortress itself right. after you blow up the system. Yeah. So why even yeah. bother and with I, those things yeah. right now? Just make sure you survive. And I did I just guess. assume you would get bonus points or something for destroying the fortress. Assumed it was like an optional, like extra bonus thing. Which I was just like, I just want to see where this game goes at this point. And um, little did you know you were making it harder. Yes, Do, I guess I was. Also, don't forget, Sean, that there are crazy people that like play through the Dark Souls games and just run past every single <laughs> enemy except for the mandatory boss fights. Yeah, and they no, just, I know like, that. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, like, I don't agree with that i think that they're robbing themselves of an experience right. but they're definitely people that like decide they're that... also speed runners they've probably played the game the correct way before <laughs> oh no no no, yeah, yeah for sure i'm not disc- i'm not saying for speed runners i'm saying there are also like real players who have decided like it'd be easier for me to go around these guys <laughs> yeah, than face them. And, and i will say i don't know neither of you are actually saying this but i don't think me uh not fighting these fortresses is making me miss out on the same amount of things no, that I would miss out on. It's not. Yeah. It's just, I know it's you're just not a, saying that, it's but just, I just a stain you know. on your character. Sure, of course, yes. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. a horrible guy. I actually have to wonder what else you opt out of in life <laughs> yeah, right. if you choose to opt right. out of a fortress battle. So you're right. saying that when you when you sign up to a website, you opt out of their newsletter? <laughs> no, all, newsletters all day. I, I all read, right, I'm just making sure you're not a monster. That's why I couldn't, didn't have time to f- fight the fortress because I had all these newsletters <laughs> to read from, <laughs> from websites I signed up for. And I'll just point out, like, random nostalgia fact. There are, like, four people signed up for a newsletter. We don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry to those people. I never got around to writing one, but uh, there is a sign-up form for the newsletter. So we we never sold your emails. Our annual newsletter, (laughs) our yearly newsletter. Well, then I think we should go into development history. And usually that's not a very exciting thing as of late, but I think that there's some, I think there's some good stuff in here. Okay. okay, so let me just hit you with the facts, and then you guys react. <laughs> okay. Facts react. That's what we're calling this segment. All right, so <laughs> Zanuck was designed by Compile and published in Japan by Pony Canyon and in North America by FCI. Now, if those names sound familiar, Compile and FCI, that was the who we talked about in the Lunar Pool episode. Those are the Puyo Puyo guys. You love you, uh, this so much. Well, I, I mean, like, we almost did a whole episode on Puyo Puyo and that Lunar Pool thing. I'm not here to talk about that again. I just wanted to remind everybody that the guys who made Lunar Pool essentially also made Zanac. Okay. And Puyo Puyo. Puyo Puyo. Yeah, Puyo Puyo. You can't say it. Uh, and then uh, Pony Canyon. <laughs> great name. <laughs> right. Great name. Sounds awesome. Just a cool name, unfortunately. Uh, they don't really publish many video games uh what they, do they do usually they usually publish like 
music and movies in Poetry. Japan and stuff like that. So all publishing stuff. But when I looked at their video game stuff, it was mostly just like Famicom and MSX games that they were responsible for publishing. So it would make sense that uh, they were doing it around this time, but they didn't really publish anything too noticeable other than like, I think they also published Pitfall, but just in Japan, huh. not in North huh. America. So they just that's just like a weird anomaly thing. Zanuck was initially released in 1986 for the MSX computer. We've talked about the MSX like a lot just by calling it the MSX, but you guys know what that is? I only know that the MSX the MSX2 had the original Metal Gear on it. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's a, that's a good trivia stat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the MSX essentially like it's one of those like Commodore 64 like computers yeah. that was more known for video gaming than it was ever known for home computing. You know, so I think like we've been saying MSX a lot, but I just want to say that it is a very important console to like the Japanese market, even if it's not a console per se, it's a home computer. Yeah, it was also like big in, but b- bigger in Europe, right? Was never the, really- I think the MSX was was bigger in Europe, but also like that's like saying that the Master System was bigger in Europe. Like it, the oh, Master okay. System didn't sell well here in North America, but it didn't sell like hotcakes in Europe. It I just see. sold better, so gotcha. like people knew more about it. And then uh, the creator of Zanuck, or rather the game's designer, it was a, a team creation, but Masamitsu Nitani, who goes by Moo, that's his nickname, M-O-O, he's the game designer for Zanuck, but he's also the company president. I think huh. that's pretty cool when you're, you're the president of your company is also like, but I'm going to design the game. Very cool. Because Very cool. we've seen that before with like... Sakaguchi, who uh, some people think is the president of Square, but is really just like getting the orders from his boss to like make 3D games. That sounds good. <laughs> like we want 3D. So this is a guy who actually says like, I I wanted to make this game, so I did, and we as a company will make it. <laughs> it's a little intimidating that uh, other people have to program the game that your president has designed. Yeah. But hey, I say when when it's compile, right? Like it's a smaller. It's not like a Nintendo thing. So yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. Four guys in a basement. Yeah, maybe. Essentially, maybe. <laughs> but they but he was interviewed uh, way back in like '97. I feel like this oh, interview was wait. from, and he was interviewed mostly about like some MSX stuff and just the history of uh, like compiles beginnings. So here's the interview for everybody to hear. This is the interviewer. Speaking of games ported from the MSX, Zanuck was ported to the Famicom. Nitani responds with. The MSX version of Zanuck was published by Pony Canyon, but it was the Famicom version that got really great reviews. It didn't sell a ton of copies, but it raised Compile's brand recognition a lot. I heard that people in the arcade world thought very well of it too, which made me happy. The interviewer asks, How did you get started making Famicom games? Nitani responds, Pony Canyon, who had seen EI, another game that they made, asked us to port Zanuck. It took us two years to make. We're slow. Laughs. After that, we created the billiards game Lunar Pool, which featured unique pool tables. I don't recall us ever making much money on our Famicom games, unfortunately. (laughs) He doesn't remember, though. He's not sure. Yeah, the company president can't exactly recall the figures of the Famicom sales. But I think it's interesting to think that, like, here's a guy who was working during the early days of the NES and the Famicom making games directly like you know directly responsible for all aspects of his company and he's just kind of like 
yeah, we made this game. I don't really know if it made money, but people <laughs> liked it, so I'm cool with that. You know, like you don't really hear uh, people yeah. say that about like failures. Like he had yeah. another job where he's making all his money, and this was just like a he's zombie. actually like a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doctor Moo. Right, <laughs> they're going after his nickname. Oh uh, yeah, and so I like I thought that that was a sub. You know, like a like a better, thumbs up, yeah, thumbs up uh, interview in terms of the interviews that we usually get. Yeah, it was it was cogent. Yeah, which is good. We yeah. need more cogent <laughs> interviews. <laughs> and then just some additional thoughts for you guys. This is back to the game a little, but uh, there's a couple of hidden features in Zanuck that we have never really talked about in other games. I can't confirm that these are the first time that these are happening in NES games. I'm sure that they're not, but I just like noticed it in this one, and I was like, oh, this is. Really oddly specific, and back in the days where you needed, like, you know, Tips and Tricks magazine to tell you how to do these things, because you would never find them out on your own. But here we go. So, to access the sound test in Xanic, you hold down A and B, and then you reset your game console, and then when you when it turns back on, it just has sound test uh open on the screen and then you can like go through each of the numbers is this, is this an intentional feature to like show people like look at all the look at the game des- you know <laughs> development like the sound development this was almost process. this was almost uh certainly like just left in from like a, a debug mode <laughs> right from a debug mode is what i imagine too it, it eventually so many games have this sound test thing that it is kind of added as like a oh people right. want this because yeah. I almost thought I'm thinking of like a precursor to like if anyone's like a Ratchet and Clank fan like the Insomniac Museum like a like an Easter egg in your game where you can see like this is how well, we yeah. developed the game because like, like they did have a really good soundtrack yeah, right. I, we didn't really talk this is a good chance for us to talk about that soundtrack because I, I like this soundtrack I was being sarcastic but it's not yeah you're right it's not terrible no and it, the, the, actually the the death music Plays for a really long time and is really good, actually. Well, like, that's the thing about all the tracks is that, uh, you know, maybe maybe they do loop in some way after, like, a shorter period of time than I'm thinking. But for the most part, like, each of the levels had, like, a track that didn't necessarily, like, it wasn't five seconds. It was right. probably 30 or more. And that's, like, pretty impressive yeah. for an NES game to have, like, that kind of length on its songs. All right. I mean, if you think about Super Mario Brothers, right? Yeah, it's iconic, but that gets annoying after a while, too. I definitely start that game up now and I don't necessarily want the sound on other than to hear that sweet jump sound <laughs> but yeah, uh, i do a like coin. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. that was it that's a, that's a that's a coin in sonic oh yeah ring right right it's a it's a ring coin well everyone knows that sean okay you know i could do without that Okay. Well, he said the same exact <laughs> it was the thing exact to Joe. same one. Yeah. I thought there'd be a, I thought there'd be a very I was okay with it being to Joe. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's only to you that it's, it's unacceptable. I thought for sure that Sam was going to do something different. Well, everyone knows that, Mike. <laughs> everyone knows that you thought for sure that Sam was going to do something this different. This is how we're going to do episodes when when Sam like is found mysteriously dead. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to die. Okay. I, I but, wouldn't say how he's going to die either. You better hope he doesn't soon because you're a prime suspect now because of that sentence. This is definitely <laughs> post-show material. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the next uh, hidden feature in the game, which is area select. Ooh. Okay, this one is crazy, okay? You press reset 13 times on your NES, which I'm sure some kids might have thought broke your console, but it doesn't. <laughs> you just press reset 13 times in a row. And then when you press start to get into the main game menu, instead you're able to like, well, it still says like start and continue, but if you move your D-pad to the left and right, you can actually select 
the area that you want to start on. However, it only lets you go up to area 10. So if you want to get to area 11 or 12, you have to plug another controller into controller 2 and hold the up on controller 2 as well as you're pressing left and right, right this on is the some first like controller. Kojima shit right now. Code. <laughs> right, you, need like, you need like additional hardware They to wanted to make sure that nobody cheated to get into the final yeah. levels but if they were willing to do the work it was like well you deserve yeah, a pass right. like, nobody cheated unless they had a second controller right exactly right. Uh, so I just thought that that was like a very neat thing that no one discovered on accident wow. you know this is something that somebody had to tell somebody that then got related yeah. to another person and there's no way somebody was like oh, I can't get to 10 and 12 I wonder if I plug in a second controller <laughs> and hold, hold just up. the up button and then also continue to <laughs> yeah. do the traditional level select thing there's just no way anybody discovered that on accident what a strange easter egg but there's one more Sean oh, and no. that's the hidden message if you do get to the end of the game and you see the ending scene Press both A and B on controllers 1 and 2, and you will display a new message at the bottom that says, See you again in Gardic. Gardic is another shooter by Compile for the MSX, released the same year as the original Xanic on the Famicom Disk System. And while there is a game named Gardic Gaiden on the NES, which came out two years later, it has no relation to that message whatsoever. So even though this is in the U.S. version, if somebody did press A and B on both controllers to see that message, they would have no idea what that person's talking about because Gardic, the shmup, only ever came out in Japan. So, but it was made by the same people? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, I'm saying Gardic Gaiden yeah. is the only Gardic title that ever comes to the NES. So, so it's like uh, uh, Iron Man will return in Iron Man 2 or something like but that. But then Iron Man 2 never comes out. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, but it that's did. the difference. I thought you said that Gardic Gaiden did come out at a certain point. Yes. Just not Gar- in North yeah, America. Sorry, so Gardic is a shmup. Just Gardic. Gardic Gaiden is a totally oh. different game that only came out on the NES, but Gardic only came out in Japan. Okay. How many more times can I say this? I mean, G there's word? no video here, but you should know that like my eyes are just glossed over right now. Gardic. I'm, just, I'm just lost and confused. And <laughs> well, what's even funnier is I'm making it a big deal. Like, how right. could they have afforded this blunder? <laughs> but at the same time, like, no, it doesn't matter. No one would have discovered that in the first place. Press A and right. B on, on both, both controllers. controllers. This really? is, like is this even it. a two-player no, game? It's no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't even remember that option, yeah. so why would there anybody no have reason something to plug plugged in? A second in? Controller. This is like having Easter eggs in your really shitty like student film <laughs> like that no one's ever going to watch. Right. <laughs> yeah. These Easter eggs sound like, like playground Easter eggs yeah. that like you would tell <laughs> your friends, like, did you hear that? Like, if you plug in a second controller, you know, if you, you know, I'm, I'm imagining like the Mew truck thing from Pokemon, just things that like weren't true that everyone just told each other was true. I don't remember that. The Mew truck the Mew is truck? that you use strength to push the truck that you can't get to. Like, there's no way in the game to no, get to the truck. No, there is a, a way. Impossible. Yeah, no, there's a way to get to it, but there's nothing to do on the truck. If you, I, I don't know if we want to make this a Pokemon Easter egg podcast. Please do podcast. it. Please. No, I, I feel bad for I getting it wrong. You, if you don't get off of the St. Anne or the SS Anne or whatever mm. it is organically, if you die and leave or some way of like getting off without actually stepping off the boat, the boat won't sail away and you can come back later, go to the spot where the boat is and surf. And if you surf, you'll get to the truck. But there's nothing there. There's no no one knows why there's a truck in this game. Right. The truck is the important part because the truck looks like no other object right, yeah. in the game. So it's like, what's that like, truck Why did they create there? a truck sprite? Sort of like if you're in uh, the Saffron City 
and you just sort of like go into the tower. Is that Saffron City? The tower. Um, is, no, you're uh, thinking of Lavender, Lavender Town. Lavender Town. Yeah. If you go into Lavender Town and just just uh, stand in one place for an hour, uh, your character will die of old age, and then yes. when you try to turn the game on again, it doesn't work anymore. Yes, I think that is a, an example of playground Easter. Oh, I, yeah, I just made that <laughs> no, up. We're not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember hearing that in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> just one uh, sequel for Zanuck, and it actually comes on Zanuck X Zanuck. <laughs> what? For Sony's PlayStation. And and the weird thing about this is that, first off, it only comes to Japan. I have the date in here as November 29, 2001. That's not a, a memorable date or anything. I just That's the official release date. But the weird thing is Zanuck X Zanuck, right? Doesn't that sound like, wow, a, a compilation series of all the Zanuck games, <laughs> right? No, it's just Zanuck and then Zanuck Neo. A brand new game just for this compilation that uh, is basically like a reworking of Zanuck, taking all of those mechanics and stuff, but applying it to like PlayStation style graphics. Interesting. And I got to say, I looked at some gameplay. I want to play it. I, I think that regardless of how good the game is, I think it's a missed opportunity that they didn't call this Zanuck the sequel. <laughs> the sequel. Right. Yes. That's that's actually is a missed opportunity now that you mention it. And, <laughs> and, and I will say that like part of the appeal for me when it comes to that Zanuck Neo thing isn't that I like this game so much. It's just that like I have this thing for sprite work in 32-bit art because like, yeah. everybody loves 16-bit art, right? Like like a but lot you're of more complex in- than that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it's like it's like a chance for you know rather than that awful like polygon stuff that was starting in the 32 right. and then like transferred over to the 64 bit era those those games like for me they don't do it at all those early right. like polygon yeah, they games did not age well yeah they did not age well but like 32 bit like pixel art games are just like <laughs> magnifique <laughs> yeah I, I did kiss the listener right there right <laughs> which one just at least one yeah, okay don't sean, name any names sean anything else no that's that's it i think that's it well, everyone knows that, Sean. God damn it. I think with that, we will move into the Essential Games list. So before we start the Essential Games list, which we just had the music for and I said we were going <laughs> to do it, just just a conversation about like the whole shmup genre thing. I want, after you give your Essential Games listing, whether you vote yay or nay, and unfortunately I didn't tell Sam about this, so he won't be able to do it, but I'd like to know, where does this fall? Like, kind of just tell me, you don't have to tell me, like, exactly your shmup order, but just say this is better or worse than, and then another shmup title, you know? Just to kind of give an idea of what people are thinking, because you could say, like, here's my thoughts, and I thought this was the worst shmup on the NES so far, or here's my thoughts, and I thought it was, like, right up there with Gradius and Stinger, you know? That's fine. But, Sean, walk us through. 
I think that this goes the my order from top to uh Xanak is uh Gradius and then a bit and then Stinger and then a whole lot and then Xanak and then a whole lot and then everything else. Because the I mean this is a it's a it's a pretty good game for me. I, I like it. Um it's it's just like it's not even touching the 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 top two for me. That's it. Okay, so not essential. Oh, we're integrating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. Yeah, it's not essential. Okay, <laughs> Joe. Um, yeah. So I definitely say that. Like I said, I've said this. I think about like most of the shmups that we've had. That I started out thinking, "Wow, this sucks," because it's another shmup, and then I was like, "Oh, it's actually kind of fun." But this one. It's like, it's fine. There's nothing that great about it to me. It's a little unbalanced. I'll say it's not essential because of that. Uh, and also, as far as my my order of, of shmups, um, I, I agree with Sean that it, I, I, go, uh, I go Gradius, then way further, probably lower than Sean because I did not think it was essential, uh, Stinger, and then below that was... Um, is Xanax somewhere, and then I think Xanax is like far above 1942 because that's the only other one that I really can like remember. Like how like <laughs> so many of them are just kind of fade yeah, for you, me. You may I'm remember like, just a yeah. few weeks ago we recorded a game called Alpha Mission. Yeah, uh, I completely you, forget. Yeah. But like, it's just like I don't remember anything about it. Like it was, I remember it being forgettable. Yeah, <laughs> I remember okay. how forgettable it is. Um, so yeah, this is like a middle of the road thing. There's some cool things that are happening in it, but nothing that like is going to stand out to me. I'm sure. I will. There will be a recording in the future where I'll be like Xanak. Which one was Xanak again? Yeah. So maybe yeah. I can see that happening right. to me too, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And then here is Sam's essential thoughts. So kind of going off of what Joe was saying, uh, the game is neat, but it's nothing that we haven't really seen before, except maybe the you know shooting in different directions. Some of the upgrades are kind of cool, but I think Gradius does a way better job. Really gives you more power with it. And the health system, I didn't really understand. It's kind of confusing. Uh, and to me, it just kind of feels like every other shmup, but, you know, its own non-mold-breaking uh, take on it. I think that the enemies are all over the place, and it kind of doesn't feel... It doesn't flow very well. And speaking of enemies, there's that one enemy that just fires a stream of missiles at you that that guy was the one that messed me up the most. I don't know why, but he would always follow me around to the bottom of the screen... And sometimes, depending on my weapon, I couldn't attack him if I was on the top part of the screen. So I had to make sure that I could, I would get underneath him. But sometimes I couldn't get underneath him because he was just firing missiles at me. So I just, I, I couldn't deal with that guy. That guy really, that guy really bugged me. But anyway, they say that this whole thing is this really super intelligent computer system, but doesn't mean that the game is very intelligent. And that's my, that's my hot take on it. So it's not essential, but if you're a really big fan of shmups or the NES or both, then maybe give it a shot, but if not, then skip it. Sean? (laughs) It's true. I did have something to say to you, Sam. Uh, Up until you mentioned the enemy with the missiles, I still thought you were talking about a different game. Because I don't know what the health system is that you're talking about, or if the only power-up that you got was the... uh, the the original one where you can shoot in different directions uh, because I don't know what you're talking about. 
Womp womp. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, good good response, Sean, and I'm glad that you were able to respond to Sam. <laughs> Clearly, he didn't know the order, but he took a pretty good guess. Right. Uh, I will give my essential thoughts now. But I just kind of want to start this talking about where it fits. So I, I try to do this thing where I rank all of the NES games, and there's no science to this. It's just kind of a gut feeling, so I don't publish this list anywhere or anything like that. But he's now going to list them all. No, 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 no. <laughs> I actually don't even – I can't even necessarily look at this list and find, like, oh, there's the shmup. You know, like, it's just – for me, we talked about earlier how, like, 1942 was, like, the first thing we got experience to, and I definitely think Xanax does a lot of things better than that, but also just, like, the fluid motion of everything compared to uh, a game like 1942 puts Xanax way above something like that. I mean, we didn't talk about this, but this game has no slowdown. Yeah. You know, like, there were so many other shmups that we played that, like, I feel like maybe they just didn't program or design the sprites right. But this game has a lot of enemies on the screen at yeah. any particular point and never has slowdown. You're right. So, I did I did want to mention that at some point, but I guess I, we never had the opportunity to talk. Like, it is it is impressively uh, programmed. Right. So I think, mm-hmm. like, he, you know, like, great job to Compile for that. And, you know, Compile has proved themselves as some kind of, like, an interesting developer because they also did the whole thing with Lunar Pool where you can, like, mix with physics and gravity and stuff like that. And, like, that was an interesting take on Pool. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they wind up doing next. I kind of believe that they become a shmup, like, machine house after this. They make a bunch of more shmups before they ever make Puyo Puyo. So that's kind of disappointing because I feel like with Xanak, they've done enough on the shmup genre. I don't necessarily know what I would want to see them add or be like... You know, that's why I was saying, like, with the Xanak compilation piece, it's like, what would the other Xanak games really, like, do differently other than just try to be like, oh, well, Gradius was a great game, so we should just take some Xanak elements and apply some Gradius take elements. Take some Xanax. You know? Uh, but then there's also <laughs> games like Alpha Mission, which, like, at one point made you click the start button and then use oh, the yeah. ship as a cursor to select your power <laughs> oh, up yeah. and thank goodness that Xanak didn't do something like that so it's also better than that game too then there's a game like Section Z where uh, you know you can shoot both forward and backwards which I guess is neat but in this game, you can shoot in all different Sam kinds of directions. Likes that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and, you know, the Section Z had the diverging path thing going for it, but I kind of think the scalable difficulty in this is a bigger sell than the diverging paths, especially because the diverging paths ultimately just becomes a coin toss thing yeah. where it's like, did you choose right or wrong? Because screw you if you chose wrong. <laughs> so that's about where I'm going to place Xanak. I don't think it's up there with Stinger and Gradius, just like uh, Sean and Joe. But I do think that it, it it is like a more competent shmup release and feels more like an arcade experience than some of the other NES ports we've gotten. Yeah. I didn't try the arcade version for this, but I actually can't imagine it being significantly better considering that there's no slowdown. And Oh, sorry. There is no arcade version for this. That's why. Um, oh. there's, there's an MSX version for this. I didn't try the <laughs> MSX version of this game. Uh, but, you know, all that to be said, I, I'm not going to vote it essential because you already have Gradius and Stinger to play if you're looking at our essential games list. And I think that those kind of have, like, closed the door for me right now on, like, what a shmup does. Right? Unless, unless it's a shmup that has insane personality and really great design, I don't see us adding right. another it one would, for a yeah. while. Or yeah. does what those games do better. I would yeah. consider kicking one of those off and putting it on. You know, it's kind of like there are certain genres yet that we haven't seen great games from yeah. so i'm still more open to like letting those in than i am to say being like oh yeah we definitely like xanic is so good that we just need to include it there with the other two it's kind of like eh. i mean if you're a fan of shmups 
I say don't pass this one up. This was a game that I started and I thought was like, eh, whatever. And I just kept going back to it as we were like, you know, getting closer to record. And I said, there is a lot here. Yeah. You know, there, mm-hmm. there, there is a lot going on. They never, It never gets like, other than the speed of the game, which I think is something that only I'm really complaining about. There's never a point in this game where it's punishing in the way that like some of the other shmups that we've played, like Schoon and Alpha Mission, like those are just not fun for me. So at certain points in the game, because it just becomes an object of dodging and multitasking. In this one, I I still felt like a powerful ship that had a stake in taking down the game. Yeah. I didn't beat the game, but I felt like I always had a stake. If like if I really wanted to play this one, I could play it through. So not essential, but fun. Yeah. I want to say something. I, mean, I meant to say this actually, um, and you just reminded me of it. Um, that as much as this game wasn't for me, I, I do think that, like you said, that if um, if you're a big shmup fan, I think this is a good a good game to play. And I think it's a very very fast paced game. Not just in the way that the scrolling's fast, but in the way that like everything's coming at you. And like, if you're really good at this game, like, consider me impressed. Like, this is a this is a game that I think it would be hard to get really good at because it's so random and there's so much going on. But like, that's just a kind of game that like, that's not my type of game because I, I, it's just so much like about your like your reflexes and about your you know all that stuff, which is not my thing. But I think that does that, it's pretty impressive if you're really good at 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 this game. I think so too. It is hard. Yeah. Well, everyone <laughs> knows that, Sean. That was actually that was actually you. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think that's all the time we have. Uh, would you guys agree? I, I agree. I've got at least like ten more minutes. Actually, uh, whoops. So okay. here's <laughs> where I'm gonna go. <laughs> you were gonna tell people about www.google.com. <laughs> There's say. a great uh, search browser called Google that right. I use and all if you the type time. In Nostalgia Cast on Google. Nostalgia Cast right. specifically. Add the cast. Um, we recently broke our leg. We, us- we right. recently broke our leg. I don't know what that... Oh, There's the cast. Yeah. Mike, do you want to take it from here? Yeah. It's <laughs> www.nostalgicast.com. <laughs> no, I don't want you to leave. Okay. Uh, it's www.nostalgicast.com. That's where you can get every single episode of Nostalgia. Uh, you can see like show notes, links to other websites. There's uh, at least me. I've reviewed every single game in text form. Look, we will get yeah, to that's that. That's a little bit of a shaming on, on Sean and I. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, and I think By I'm the right, time we release this episode, maybe I'll try and catch up. But don't nice. quote me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> you said I'm that in one of the other episodes. <laughs> Definitely said that too. But it, yes. it, you know, if you don't want to read all those thoughts, but you have thoughts of your own, you can always click the contact button on www.nostalgicast.com. And in that contact button, you'll get a little form. You fill it out. It sends an email back to us. And uh, you can tell us all your thoughts, or maybe post a picture of you like beating a game. Just a uh, picture of you with like with thumbs up. Yeah, a thumbs up if you like the episode. Thumbs down with a frowny face if you didn't <laughs> like it. I would love to see somebody post me a thumbs down and be like, "Oh, that's really sad. We'll get better." Uh, but yeah, if you beat Zanuck, I also like to see a, po- a picture of that. I'm sure Joe would be very impressed. I would be very impressed. Right. I said it. I have <laughs> to it. stand by it now. Yep, uh, consider Joe impressed. But it's not just beating. You have to be like you. You don't die the whole way through. You got to be you know? flexing. Yeah. Like right. like with one hand, like with one arm the whole time, like yeah, one right. one handed, you one have to do hand, it one yeah. handed, yeah. And you also have to have an SAT score of sixteen hundred. That's yeah. like that's right. part of the requirements right. for beating exactly. Zanuck. Uh, I don't really have much else to say other than that. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.
welcome to the post show. Hi, Sam. Hello. How are you, Sam? So I always thought that the shaped mac and cheese noodles were better than the normal ones, you know, like Rugrats or uh, whatever shape they are, because those ones typically have more surface area, which means that the cheese can get in and around it a little bit more, you know? And so I always prefer getting those than just the regular noodles. Yeah, definitely. There's like a there's a texture to those that that makes it like makes it a little a little better. You're definitely you're definitely onto something there. Sam. Yeah, yeah. And and Sam, I think you're stupid. What do you think? Oh no way. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that to him? Uh, I just wanted to see if he had anything prepared. <laughs> well, everyone knows that, Sean. So, so everyone s- does. Everyone does know you're stupid. Then correct, Sean. S- stop fighting the soundboard. <laughs> you're gonna win the fight against the soundboard. I need to outsmart the soundboard. I don't have any opinions on noodles. <laughs> Except you don't that have any opinions and on also noodles. It kind of, oh, oh, sorry, no. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, you uh, go. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I'll go. Well, that was it, yeah. really, it, so it's all you. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam uh, doesn't have many other thoughts for us. He has this thought, uh, which I'm kind of scared to play, so here we go. So it says in the manual that there are secret passages that you can find which allow you access to different routes, which I thought was pretty cool because it kind of reminds me of Star Fox 64, which is a great space shooter, but that's not what we're talking about. Because that story actually, you know, makes sense. But I couldn't find any of those paths. Or maybe if I did, I didn't realize that I was taking one of those paths. Because it still goes level 1 to level 2 to level 3. So, I don't know. I, I bet that if you play the game a lot and enough to be able to spot the differences, you would. But I didn't. So, do we think that Sam played the right game? I don't think he did. I, a secret paths? But, but but he did say about when you first start shooting in multiple directions. What are the odds he played another game where that's the first thing you notice? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Secret Paths, though, was that in the manual? And he didn't... I don't know why he my voice said that so that was in the manual. But, yeah, he yeah. said that but was I definitely didn't see that in the game. Yeah, I, do, I don't remember that. But maybe it was something maybe, you shoot or something. He I don't is know. Sam the Manual Smith. So yeah, so I, I'm not going to doubt him. Uh, and to be honest, the chances of him playing the wrong game are pretty slim, considering he... Wrote the whole, he read the whole yeah. story of the manual. <laughs> That's correctly. a good point. Uh, but uh, we never really followed up on his mac and cheese thing. I stand on the Kraft mac and cheese stinks. Yeah, it does. Uh, board. I do not yeah. like Kraft macaroni and cheese. I barely like mac and cheese to begin with. See, I'm not a big mac and cheese Like real mac and cheese. I'm not a big mac and cheese person in general. Like, I, I like haven't the had Kraft in a long time. Like, when you go to a place that specializes in mac and cheese, I mean, it's always just a gimmick. But, you know, sometimes it's pretty good if well, you get the yeah. spicy mac and cheese. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's fine. I'll eat it. I like it. It's fine. But peop- a lot of, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I love mac and cheese. Like, it's so it's so good. It's like a, it's like a guilty pleasure for them. Like, it's like, well, I mean, it's it is fine. a guilty pleasure. It's like really like high in everything. Right. But is it, but it, but I feel like a guilty pleasure usually is like something so like, like a, like a, well, you know what? Maybe they don't have so the delicious. same taste as you. Well, that's what I'm saying. All right, Joe? Well, okay. you know, I, apparently you're a big mac and cheese fanatic. Yeah, you went from, you went from, <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, oh yeah, mac and cheese is fine, and you're like, they're the look, biggest when, fanatic. When somebody, I'm, what I'm saying okay. is that I've never been a big fan, but a lot of people are very, uh, very, very into mac and cheese. I'm just, just saying that and maybe, I'm just keep talking. I'm just saying that maybe, I, here I go, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. Maybe you had a little bit too much of an attitude when you said that <laughs> you can't understand why people would like mac and cheese. Right, right. Well, you Who know Who would win in a fight? The, the dinosaur from Kraft Mac and Cheese? Cheese or um, the Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us. I gotta go dinosaur. Are we saying that he's a he's a wait, wait, what kind a dinosaur? dinosaur he's like a cheese? long neck, right? Yeah, I think he's a long neck. Uh, I still think the dinosaur though. I oh, know he's not a long neck. He looks like a human. 
Or is he like a T-Rex? I it's don't been a think long that time. there's a dinosaur on mac and cheese. Oh, you well, are no, out you of your mind. You got to go to the secret passageways on the mac and cheese box. <laughs> You're <laughs> out of your mind if you don't know the dinosaur from Kraft macaroni and cheese. I, yeah, you'll because know the commercials all the time. Oh. Cheesesaurus Rex. Cheesesaurus Rex. Oh. It's not even clever. They just replaced well, then, dino yeah, with the word Obviously the dinosaur. I mean, Jesus giraffes okay. don't do much. So I asked the wrong question. <laughs> it's not who would win in a fight, Cheesesaurus Rex versus Jeffrey. It's Cheesesaurus Rex versus Barney. Right? Those are like oh, two right. well, looking Barney. similar okay. people. Right? Yeah. You guys ever see that gangster rap with Barney? I think so. Yeah, where it yeah. takes like, um, I think it's like LL Cool J or like somebody and like they just take those words and put them over Barney and like it's really funny. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Barney. <laughs> There's no Barney game on the NES, I don't think. There should be. There's no Kraft Mac and Cheese game either on the NES. Huh. There's, a, there's a ROM <laughs> hack called Barney Bros. Isn't there? Uh, is it like a Mario Bros? Yeah, it's Barney a Mario Bros. ROM hack with Barney. Is, isn't there? Is there a Sesame Street game? I think there I are. Like there, yeah. yeah, there's a few. I think. Let's see what we have for Sesame Street on the NES. Yeah, there's Sesame Street One, Two, Three, and Sesame Street ABC. So I can't wow. wait to play those. Two <laughs> That'd games. be great, actually. Those what are the games I'm looking forward to. What if they're essential? I, they might be essential for children to learn. Right. And the lights went out. Well, and that's the end uh, of the post show. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. We're going to show these people that we're going to work in the dark. Post show after dark. Post show right. after dark, man. Everybody what if sh- I played like another episode's post show right now? Like, you know, like just <laughs> you started. Could, you could do that, but you could also let me do some slam poetry right now. You want to do some slam? I, I thought I was bluffing. I okay. didn't think you'd want oh, me to. Man. I would love for you to do anything right now. Are you saying that I don't, I don't like participate enough in the podcast, Mike? <laughs> uh, Why are you so hostile? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, we all like mac and cheese. I, maybe the we Xanax all round. Participate. I like. I try. I, I'm you've coming down every, from Xanax. You've been on every episode, right? I am on yeah, every. That's, uh, that's pretty good. I am on the episodes. I'm yeah. on every episode yeah. except when Mike does secret ones. Oh right, right. But you don't know about those. I don't know about right. those. Oh, there's also Sesame Street Countdown mm. with featuring the Count. Count Chocula? No. Right. That's a different count. There's also Big Bird's Hide and Speak. Wait, are these <laughs> ROM hacks? Clever. No, these are real games that are gonna that we're gonna have to play oh, at some point no. in our lives. What are like let's see let's see, like what are considered some of the worst NES games of all time that we We have? haven't really gotten into the world of tie ins yet. We've nope. only had like we're, that that Kung Fu, which was yeah, right, right, which, which was yeah. weird. Like, yeah. Six different things. I think our first official tie in is Goonies. Goonies 2, oh, though, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. okay. I played a little bit of it. It's confusing. Wait, is there a Goonies 1? Where is Goonies no, 1? No, Goonies 1 only came out on the, on the Famicom. Oh, okay. So it's actually a direct I thought, sequel. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a sequel <laughs> to the movie is the <laughs> NES game. <laughs> so some of the worst games of all time include Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is a famous yeah. uh, angry video game nerd episode. Cheetah Men 2. Cheetah Men 2. Yep. That uh, is worse than Cheetah Men 1. I don't know if Cheetah Men 1 exists. Okay. Uh, we have played one of the worst games on those lists, though, haven't we? Athena, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Athena That's is awful. Of, what about, like, the Rob games? Yeah, no, th- those are Stack usually up. not on people's lists because right, they they're not games. Not, Just take it for granted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, like, if you're asking me, the worst games that I've played so far are Karate Champ, Tag Team Wrestling, Deadly Towers, Winter oh, yeah. Games, Deadly and Towers. Athena. Deadly Towers, I feel like, is on a lot of people's worst of all time. Yeah, Deadly yeah. Towers is an MS Paint game. Yeah. Right? yeah. So there's that. All right, we're done. Good all right. Night. Goodbye, Good everyone. This is, this is yet another episode. And I'm Joe, but I'm leaving. No. Okay.
This is, this is, okay, I don't know why he closed the door behind you. Uh, I mean, like, he just, I don't know. It's very disrespectful. All right, so this is one mic without anybody. This is just Sean. This is where I get to make the podcast that I was always meant to make. So this is what I've been thinking about. No matter how hard you try, you can never get music out of your head if you aren't on drugs. You need to take epinephrine and methamphetamine in order to get music out of your head. There's light light sockets, powers, powers in, in towers, Labrador, retriever, poodle, labradoodle. There's a man going around taking names and he decides who to free and who to blame. Red, green, orange, yellow. There's a nail. There's a screw. There's a hammer. There's a spanner on the table. MacBook Pro, baby. MacBook Pro. So that um, that was written today. Uh, that was my... I'm actually publishing this. Uh, I I just hope that you guys understand that you are the first audience to hear that poem. And um, yeah, I'm actually going to get it published. I have I have a, a book coming out at the end of this month called Poems for Flowem. Poems for Flowem uh, by Penguin Records. And uh, did you like my my poem, Chris? It was the best poem I've never heard. <laughs>